0: Hello and welcome to the Football.London podcast. I'm your host Greg Johnson and joining me today to discuss the weekend's football and the Champions League and the Europa League that's just been is Sam Incasol. How are you doing Sam? Very well thank you Greg, very well, very well. Very well indeed and Kev Byrne is here as well. How are you Kev?
1: I am very good, I've a little bit of a cold.
0: A little bit of a cold. So
1: sorry to everyone listening for having to listen.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's why we put you on the other side of the room isn't it?
1: Yeah, so don't infect everyone. No, Uh, It's very, very considerate of you to quarantine me over here.
0: (laughs) It needed. It needed to be done. Uh, But another team, I say another team, you're not a team, you're a man. But a team that may need quarantining in their current runner form is Chelsea. As you may have heard, they're on a run of two defeats in the Premier League. They could only draw 3-3 against Roma in the Champions League. And Before we do get to Chelsea, we've had, had some questions from Twitter. And it would be remiss of me... Not to talk about their, their last team to beat them because it was their first win of the season, their first points of the season, their first goals of the season. Um, Troy Townsend, Andros' dad, tweeted us to say, talk about last weekend's big top game. You know the one it is. We know the one it was. It was Crystal Palace
2: 2. Chelsea won, wasn't it, Sam? Surprising. Um, but actually, and at the same time, maybe not so surprising because Palace were just in dire straits. Needed to get something. London derby, Chelsea coming into town. Not quite the juggernaut that they were... The last season and they came and they did a number on them I think at Sellers Park Crystal Palace um, and, they, and by all accounts they thoroughly deserved their win so, um, so it kind of was a surprise but then again not a surprise at the same time I mean the big difference maker was uh, Wilfred Sahar Wilf
0: Sahar as the Palace fans love to call him Big um, Wilf and he was playing up front as a makeshift striker with, um, with Troy's boy Andros as another makeshift striker at the front for Roy Hodgson's team I was going to say Roy Hodgson dire straits I can imagine he'd be a listener of them A bit of the back <laughs> catalogue at home, maybe Maybe, maybe um, They both cause chaos with their movement And their 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 pace and their running In the final third They face Newcastle away this weekend Can they go again, Kev? Um, well, you know, everyone knows that
1: Newcastle's defence Is obviously way better than Chelsea's uh, <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I don't see why If they can do it against Chelsea I don't see why they can't do it against anyone else You know mm. That is a... Uh, it's a very good Chelsea defence um, They really made them look poor at times And maybe the answer to how to score goals Is to not have any strikers I know
0: It's going to be Jurgen Klopp down at Sowers Park Hasn't it? It's going to be Lionel Messi Pep Guardiola Is it the Wolf, The Zahar team?
1: Well you know Roy, Roy Hodgson's <laughs> always been a bit of a hipster He was, you know, he was in he, Norway before it was cool Exactly he was, the, you know, he was pretty much the only England manager
0: To really have success He on. managed into Milan yeah. He managed in Switzerland. Yeah. Oh, people don't that very often. <laughs> <laughs> I think there was a, quite a good interview, I think, with Will Sahar on the Premier League show last week where he was kind of saying something behind Roy Hudson's back in French to Mamadou Sacco and Sacco went, <laughs> he can speak French, he can hear you, <laughs> he knows what you're saying. So, uh, yeah, we, maybe we underestimate um, good old Roy a little bit. Um, but, do you reckon Crystal Palace have got enough to get out of the this absolute mess they've got themselves into at the start of the season? We've got players like Zaha at the front of their team. They've got the quality to
2: get out of this situation, haven't they? Benteke to come back as well. Well yeah.
0: Benteke is the, the problem,
2: isn't mm. he? they're a strikerless um, goal scoring force to be reckoned. But with. with Zaha back and then potentially Benteke mm. playing back as centre forward, Benteke's gonna be getting that delivery that he's yeah. not necessarily got for the majority of the season. You've had it sporadically at times from Andros Townsend, but never on a consistent basis. So I think the Return of Benteke could mm. actually be massive as well as Wolf I mean, it's, it's a cliche to say, but they are going to be there too. But, two but best also,
1: players. as Loftus' cheek kind of grows mm, yes, more and more absolutely. into his role at Palace and gets more comfortable, understands his teammates better. He's, you know, he's a very good player. Mm.
2: I mean,
0: before they got themselves in together last weekend, he was in a bad team, admittedly. He was their standout player. He was even good under the ball, which not many people could say. Mm. Um, but yeah, very, very impressive. And it'd be interesting to see how he does. I think he is still coming back from a little minor injury knock, isn't he? Yeah,
1: yeah. It's so. It'll be interesting to see how it works out this weekend but they came back last season with less time mm. so I don't see why they can't do it now It's, you know it's funny how important you think the first 10 games are and then how often they end up being pointless well, <laughs> literally <laughs> not, not, not pointless they, they, were, they were for Palace, they were for palace yeah. but, but you know you think about um, a few years ago Blackpool mm.
0: where they had
1: their big, great run of form at the beginning of the season and Everyone was talking about how great Holloway was. Mm. They were only in the Premier League for one year. They got relegated yeah. that season.
0: So you're saying Burnley are going down?
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first. I, ladies I'm and gentlemen. I'm sticking by my pre season prediction. <laughs>
0: This was that was that your preseason prediction? Yeah,
1: this is the hill I'm going to die on. Oh,
0: wow. It yeah, definitely wasn't mine either. <laughs> <laughs> well, but before we move on to other fixtures and games and teams, a little bit on Chelsea, the reigning champions, in a bit of a sticky situation themselves. You said about their incredible defence against Palace. Or maybe not against Palace, but generally they've had a pretty good defensive record. Um, but there's, it's midfield where they're going to struggle this weekend. They haven't really got any fit players, have they?
1: No. Fabregas is the only first-choice central midfielder who's... Not totally banjaxed, which mm. is funny because he's totally banjaxed otherwise. <laughs> uh, For the
0: uninitiated, what's, that, what's banjaxed? Oh, is that, is that an Irish thing? It might be an Irish it thing. It may be, I'm yes.
2: I
1: uh, don't know. <laughs> banjaxed, you're just like, you don't work anymore. <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Could you maybe break it down? What's
0: the ban and what's the jaxed?
1: It just, it's, just it's just an old Irish phrase, I guess. Of You know, if, if your knees give way... After 30 minutes of every game. You know, he's banjaxed.
0: It doesn't work. So anymore. Moussa Dembele is banjaxed. Yeah,
1: it's yeah, kind of. It's uh you know. She was just banjaxed. I'm pretty sure I bought Banjax on Football <laughs> Manager
0: <laughs> once from um, from the Swiss Super League as a Wonder Kid, oh. maybe. Um but sticking to Chelsea, uh besides all the Banjaxing. Uh, they drew three or with Roma in midweek. Um but there's been a bit of talk the players aren't very happy under Conte. I think in his press comments he kind of dismissed that and said, look, you know, they're just they just need to work harder. They're not working as hard as they were. Um, but the, they didn't have a European football last season, the extra games. It seems to be taking a toll on a squad that, as much as they bought some players, it didn't really get much bigger in the summer, did it?
2: No, they didn't. They, didn't. they, strength, they strengthened it in, in some respects, but the depth isn't mm-hmm. there, as you've as you just previously mentioned about them being banjacked uh, this weekend. <laughs> um, I've just looked it up, and apparently it's American. Oh, wow.
1: US informal language, meaning destroyed or ruined. So. So that's a
0: much more, like, savage version than what I thought you... I thought you were just saying, always. Oh, he's...
1: Oh, he's, he's
2: saying Fabregas is destroyed. Yeah. Yeah,
1: his legs don't work anymore. <laughs> he... he when, when was the last time he got through a full season?
0: I mean That's true, but didn't he... I'm sorry to go into stats mode, but didn't he, like, win more tackles and cover more ground than Kante Taylor a week or something?
1: Yeah, but, like, he's going to fall apart. before He's held together with masking tape.
0: <laughs> Beautiful Spanish masking tape. It's true. It's no, he's, true.
1: he's a great player, but, like he's not a workhorse and you can't expect him to be mm. so they need they need Kante and Bakayoko and drink water and any other central midfielder they can mm. get I mean I, I
0: think anyone who kind of got a bit used to how good Kante mm. was and kind of, oh yeah Kante oh yeah he's great we're, we're kind of being reminded now just how good he is he is he is, you know world class by his
2: absence in a way I mean he's world class anyway but you're really seeing how important he is to this team yeah it? man he's keeping up those levels he been doing it for two years now mm. You're asking a lot of him, even though I can't. Don't have ideas off the top of my head, but he's not exactly old, is he? No, no. no. Um, you're asking a lot mm. for him to carry all that load, and obviously now it's all just caught up with him with that injury, and they're just civ- and Chelsea are severely missing him at the moment. Really clear. Who'd you play in the centre midfield this weekend? Well, I was thinking Thomas Christiansen could David be Louise or or Christiansen. Well, Louis is kind of injured as well, isn't he? Now he so. he was in
1: training today. Okay, um, but yeah, he's carrying a calf strain. Bakayoko's got a groin issue. Yeah. Kante has the hamstring problem. Drink water is a little banjaxed himself now. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's not great options. It really depends what formation they're going to play as well. Yeah. You know?
0: yeah, I mean, I imagine they're going to stick with the back three. I yeah. imagine they will because that's that's kind of how you get the most out of guys like Gary Cahill who do look a bit dodgy in the back four. Yeah, um, And I mean, one thing that described, this, described me, surprised me, I should say, <laughs> over the summer, was how many centre-backs Chelsea signed. Because mm. they already had quite a bit, and they got Rudiger in as well, and Christensen came back. Maybe it's the time for Rudiger to shine. If you need to fill that void with Cahill, Azpilicueta, and allow the more kind of ball-playing guys to go forward and sort out the midfield, maybe.
1: Well, they spend so much money on him, it, it's kind of strange to have spent so much money on him, sell Ake. And not use them. Mm. So that's what I don't really get yet. That Rudiger's really not had a proper look into the team yet. Yeah.
2: So maybe this is his chance. Mm. And they're all chasing Alexandro as well for the yeah. almost the entirety of the summer. Another defender. Mm.
0: Mm. Mm. And
2: and I know mean, he could have gone a little bit further out for him, than I think he could probably play centre midfield. I imagine.
0: If there were an injury to uh, Mark Alonso, I don't know what they would do because he is pretty much their only real option at left wing. But he could play Pedro there, but that's not really the same, is it?
1: put Azpulicueta there, mm. but you've got Moses out at the moment with the yeah. half-string issue. So you could have Spulaquetta on the left, Rudiger on the right, mm. and then a back three of...
0: Cahill, K- Christiansen, And Louise. But then... Who's playing midfield? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Zappa Costa could come in Zappa Costa. at the Zappa Costa. right wing-back, couldn't he? So it'd be interesting yeah. to see what happens there. We've had a few questions through on Chelsea from Crippy Cork who asked, will Conte be manager... Come May Uh, Why have they Dipped off So much this season Um, And to add on to that Is the Premier League Just too competitive For him to dominate it As he
2: did At Serie A Teams have got better I think this Mm. season You look at Man City Man United Those teams Those two They've got infinitely better Over the summer And they're providing More competition Mm. to Chelsea Whereas last season It was really just Spurs Wasn't it Mm. Um, Who've also Improved as well But I think that's Whether Are Chelsea struggling or is it the fact that other teams have improved? I think it's the latter, let's say those, those two Manchester clubs invested heavily in the mm. summer, uh, brought the right players in in the right places that they needed to and Chelsea just got a little bit left behind as we've already discussed in the transfer window with their signings. Mm.
0: Another player who's so key for Chelsea is Alvaro Morata. He's been a bit out recently and that's affected their entire game plan cause he's so important and how he leads the line for them. Um, Owen Griffiths asks, if Morata gets injured again before the transfer window, what do you think is the best option for Conte to reshift the team?
1: Um, well, my my Spanish and Portuguese isn't great, but I'm sure Conte can find someone to, to translate to Diego Costa to say... <laughs> You're I'm, selling the books, mate. I, I'm a... very sorry, but you are still contracted to us. <laughs> Why don't you get some fitness before... You know, well, he's apparently Madrid. being
0: beasted by the Atletico uh, Madrid fitness coach at the moment to kind of get that um, Brazil beer belly off him to uh, get get in fit shape to play in January. So yeah, I mean,
1: it it could be a mutually beneficial situation to send him back to London. It, it's not going to happen, though, is it? it this isn't
0: a no. Carlos Tevez Roberto Mancini situation.
1: No, no, it's it's definitely not going to happen. Um, but Batshuai but it kind of seems like he's... He's kind of the only
2: option, isn't he? Yeah.
0: But who would you play next to him? Because he's not a lead striker. He can't do the front man thing on his own. He can't didn't, play the
2: lone role. Didn't Conte play Hazard at times as mm. a central striker yeah. last season? But then again, you're taking away from yeah. where he would normally play. So you're kind of in the catch-22. I guess you're got Willian as well. Willian, But it's yeah. just none
0: of the... They're all round pegs in a square hole, aren't they? Really. Yeah. So I guess our answer is they don't have an answer. Buy a striker in January, Chelsea. You oh, need yes. one you'll do it yeah
1: yeah I'll but pay... you've got a cold I won't have a cold by the time
2: so you're but, gonna, but, you... it'll be, but it'll be colder in January you're going to Diego now.
0: across the situation we need to get you with the Atletico fitness team get you in shape and yeah okay I think that could work um, just on Chelsea before we move on um, Mohamed Kursid at simply says to us how stupid is the Chelsea board seven Seven out of ten from Gab. I didn't know we were doing a scoring oh, system. I, was, um, I
1: wasn't sure what we were scoring it out
0: of. Fair enough. It could have been seven out of twenty then. I don't know what the the, the the rate was. Um but Conte followed this up as well in his press conference. Um dismissed the a question put to him about Abramovich and the support he's saying. Um he said he just wants to get on with work. Um do Chelsea fans have a right to be angry with the board? Conte seems to be trying to focus on saying, Look, I've just got to get my get my job going on, but there has been talk, he's been upset with the transfer strategy last two summers with them not quite getting the players they want. Would you blame the board, or again, is it just the transfer market's gone gone a bit
2: silly? I think it is the latter, the transfer market going a bit silly. Chelsea fans were very happy with Antonio Conte, weren't they? Mm. Obviously, for obvious reasons, last season, and then he got his uh, contract extension, um, which is what they all wanted, so now they can suddenly direct their ire at the board. I'm not 100% sure. Um, it's not, it was obviously not down to a lack of effort mm. uh, to try and sign players in the summer. It just didn't come off, and that, you mm. can't get we deal with football managers a lot and they say it all the time they say you can have a list of seven players that you want to sign in the summer but you ain't going to get all seven of them you might have to sell. but then why did Fernando Llorente go to Spurs
0: rather than reigning champions Chelsea I think that out of all the potential transfers they wanted that's the one that I think sticks in the craw a bit because he would have been so useful right now to come into that striker role you've got to think it's
2: something to do with Pochettino yeah it has to be he must have had some sort of the Spanish influence well obviously, obviously Pochettino's Argentine but
1: Spent so much time in Spain
2: Yeah exactly Spent mm. a lot of time in Spain You imagine that he probably Just had a You imagine Chelsea were favourites And then Poch probably Got on the phone And was like Hang on mm. Why don't you come here And just give him some sort of spiel Which I imagine Probably sold it to him Because on paper You would go to the champions Wouldn't you
0: but... could, could that be why Ross Barkley ordered an Uber Midway through his um, His medical in ja- in, um, Not even in January He's, He might be moving in January But in, in the summer On deadline day He was all set to go to Chelsea But then backed out During his medical According what? to reports
1: wasn't the situation that um, he was trying to get in touch with Conte to discuss what his yes. role would be? Yeah. And because Oxide Chamberlain had spoken to Conte and Conte had said, Yeah, I'm going to put you wing back and you're probably not going to get a chance in the middle of the field. Chamberlain decided to go to Liverpool. So, in response to that, the club told Conte, Okay, you're not talking to any of them before we sign them. He says, Grand. Barkley wants to talk to Conte Conte's not answering his phone Barkley takes that as Conte doesn't want me so he heads off Yeah You know it's it's a bit of a mess and I think Conte has to take a bit of responsibility for how this issue keeps being brought up in the media over the the Chelsea board because he's definitely pushing it Um,
0: Well it's a similar thing happening in Juventus he he effectively left them in the end because he fell out with the board over their transfer strategy and not quite seeing eye to eye what he wanted as well
1: yeah, he, he, he can talk about how he wants to focus on the football and everything as much as he wants.
0: I think he ended out by saying, I, I hope I have this passion for longer, which I guess was a, a kind of a side answer to kind of say that they might be tiring me a little bit. So maybe he is playing this game with the fans a little bit, do you think?
1: I, I don't think that so many reports coming out about him being unhappy are a coincidence. Mm. And I don't think... People don't like journalists so much nowadays, but... Generally, t- try to tell the truth and try to tell stories that are rooted in reality. Um, I don't think that those those reports of Conte being unhappy. I don't think that they're coming out of nowhere, Ooh. and I don't think that the I, don't, I wouldn't imagine that Chelsea are planting them themselves because that wouldn't make sense. Mm. You know, mm. it's kind of Occam's razor. The most obvious answer is probably
0: the right one. Occam's Razor Another player I won't sign on football manager From the Swiss League is No But seriously Another club With um, some unhappiness Around the situation With their manager Is West Ham mm. The team that you cover for Indeed us, For my Sam. sins Lucky me <laughs> They face Brighton tonight You're going to be off to uh, London Stadium. Should be a feast of football, as it usually is with West oh. Ham. Ooh, Friday night football. Uh, they've got their own issues, as well as the unhappiness around Billich and, and his uh, management of the team over recent months. Uh, Carroll suspended. Sacco out of a back injury. Uh, Hernandez,
2: he's carrying a knock, we believe. Case, he's, he? he had a fitness test at 4 o'clock yesterday afternoon uh, at the London Stadium. They always train at the stadium the day before a game, uh, before mm-hmm. a home game. sorry. And what I know is that he's passed it. So he should be starting tonight. Um, Whether he gets a full 90 minutes. So he's passed the test, he's not passed it. Oh, sorry. No, yes. Pa- yeah, sorry. Passed the test, yes. Passed the fitness test. He's certainly not passed it. Oh, no, no. no. Um, but, yeah, he. from what I know, he has passed his fitness mm-hmm. test yet, yeah, and he is set to play tonight. So, whether he lasts 90 minutes or not remains to be seen.
0: Well, Mikel Antonio could be another option up front yep. for Billich. Um, he, he, I think you tweeted yesterday he likes him in I the tracker, and a
2: lot of fantasy football accounts tweet, uh, picked up on that tweet as well. And I think a lot of people are transferring Mikel Antonio into their team. So, hopefully, he so doesn't tri- let me down.
0: So, you're now triple captain
2: Ingersoll. Is that not your uh, nickname? A- I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Have you seen my fantasy football team? It's terrible. Um, um,
1: Sorry, can you guys can you guys hear that that baying mob for West Ham fans who want Tony Martinez to
2: come? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm sure we were going to get on to him at some point. Yeah, I mean, I was asked, I was asked. Well, I've been asked about it for the last week or so because I was at the Under 23s game mm. where he scored his hat trick against Manchester United the other week. Sorry, last weekend, and everyone's like, right, get him in. You got to get him in. Got to get him in. And yeah, you can bring him in, but you remember this is a guy who's not started a, a competitive game. Mm for West Ham he played um, in pre-season and other than that he's been under 23s but then so then people were asking me why, don't, why doesn't Billich throw him in and it's like well you can understand why not but then again how are we going to find out if he's any good mm. if you don't throw him in and against someone like Brighton as well tonight I think would have been a perfect opportunity not necessarily to start him but to at least maybe get him in the squad because they're not that good are they Brighton so, sorry, oh, sorry, Chris Ewan. They're not. <laughs> they're not. And even even so
0: sorry, fi-
1: uh, friend of the podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not anymore.
2: He now hates us. Um, even, for, if, for if, some, <laughs> even if even um, if on paper, even though West Ham have struggled. So far this season, we'll say well they've been well they've only lost one in the last mm. six, so they they're, they're they've been very inconsistent. But on paper, you put those two squads together, is not even a contest, mm. really. But the question, that should be winning?
0: the question of the talent on paper has been brought by someone on Twitter. Robbie Laufer asks, "Why do clubs buy players that don't fit their formations? Hernandez at West Ham doesn't
2: fit Bilic's system. What do you make of that?" Uh, he's, he's, he's correct. Um, Robbie did work experience with me recognize oh, really? his name from there oh, so thanks really for your good. question Ravi um, yeah but I mean it, Billich is obviously heavily reliant on Andy Carroll uh, and he was going into this season with the premise that Andy Carroll was ridiculously that Andy Carroll was going to be fit mm. and <laughs> that he was going to lie. well he is fit at the moment uh, him. Uh, he fell needed, to he needed a rest that's why he got sent off <laughs> for the weekend he needed a rest um, <laughs> Will at least be fit for the whole season. It's, it's so Carroll orientated. Mm. Now that that that's it. That system. But um, even
0: so, when when they were fit together, there was a point where Hernandez was playing wide, wasn't there?
2: Yeah, um, but that's just because Bilic wanted to play five defenders. I think uh, right. because they were leaking goals left, right, and centre. Was it ten goals in the first four games? Leaking goals everywhere. Needed to shore up the defence, and then mm. so you, you so he you just decided to play Hernandez out on the left wing, which obviously not his spot, uh, which is why actually I think Chicharito tonight has got a big game ahead of him because he's going to be the man leading the line tonight, so it would be interesting to see how he gets on because he's had a bit of a slow start. Mm, absolutely.
1: He, he, he's only scored in two different games and West Ham lost both of them. 3-2. It's not a
2: great record for your match winner, is it?
0: No. no. <laughs> the opposite of what you want. Um, but meanwhile, uh, moving north of the city uh, to Arsenal, they travel to face Everton on Sunday. Um, they're both in a bit of a, you know, not the best form at the moment. Um, Arsenal made a bit of heavy work of Red Star in Belgrade. I mean, obviously, the atmosphere was what it was, but he scored a beautiful goal um, off Olivier Giroud, which I'm sure we're going to talk about shortly. Uh, Everton, meanwhile, I mean, Ronald Koeman, I think, is the favourite to get sacked next, isn't he? He's an absolute mess um, of form at the moment, but given Arsenal's track record, this is exactly the kind of fixture where the Toffees will turn up and then beat them and then push all the pressure onto Arsene Wenger, isn't it, Kev? I
1: think narratively...
0: Which is what we're here for. Yeah, narratively it
1: should be a draw. A really, like, dour 1-0 where neither team plays well. Arsenal dominate and then Rooney bags a late equaliser and everyone kind of just feels really, really sad inside. (laughs)
0: Let down in every single possible way. Yeah,
1: Um, because it's... I mean if you remember Coleman's last kind of bad run of form with the team with Southampton mm. there was that one bright spot in the middle of it all was that 4-0 win against Arsenal Yeah, uh, just before Christmas so he's had a very good record against Wenger um, I wouldn't be surprised if he turned it around it's I know they're not one of our clubs and we're not going to spend too much time in them but Everton situation is mad it
0: mm. is <laughs> I mean, we talk about Chelsea kind of spending money, not quite enhancing their squad. Um, Everton, I mean, I don't think they really tried to replace Lukaku, really. Instead of getting another striker, they just bought more number 10s. Yeah, it's
1: kind of... There's no one to run behind. It's kind of no idea what they're doing.
0: (laughs) You know... They're they're that, um, what is it, that golden retriever meme where it's just standing there, sitting there in a lab in a lab coat <laughs> dressed as scientist going I, I don't know
2: I'm a dog what am I doing here it's mad, though, because West Ham fans especially sorry to bring them, have to bring them up again I'm not going to make this West Ham dominant <laughs> but they were, the, the, the fans were of the opinion that uh, their board should be like uh, the board of Everton or like mm. the owners of Everton that were splashing all this cash spending this money on top English talent buying all these players mm. and, and look how it's turned out and now as the Hammers fans are I say laughing at them is a lot more than that There's a, you go on social media it's quite, a, it's quite entertaining um, <laughs> in the direction of, of Everton so it's not really worked out for them but they have made some strange
1: signs look I, I love Sigurdsson but he does not cost even nearly what they paid no. for
2: him was, no. it, was it 40 million was it
1: 50 was it 50? It, was
0: a, it, it was a ridiculous amount yeah. money it was, a, it, was, what, it was too much I mean it, it was Urso money you could say who is the the next point of interest in our little agenda we've got here Um, that that was a very neat segue I was just going to say the same thing thanks (laughs) lads. it's my first day Um, Ozil rumours yep they've kicked up again two Man United apparently in the summer on a free he doesn't want to move anywhere for money in January he'd like to get that big sign on bonus at Old Trafford with Jose Mourinho according to reports Um, and on that because it's quite a big story we've had a few questions through on Twitter Josh Fatsaraj asks Ozil to United how would it work for club and player would it work?
1: Would he fit in into the system? or mm.
0: well, just would it work? Is is he the right kind of... Is he still the kind of player that Mourinho turned into this kind of like trigger man for for Ronaldo and uh, Di Maria back at Real Madrid? Because it seems to me he went to Arsenal, he kind of got all this freedom. He kind of got more of a sense of himself and just thought, oh, I'm the artist now and I can just swan around and do whatever I want. Whereas at Real Madrid, there was more of a kind of... more of a disciplined role that he was trying to play. Maybe we've seen with Rooney when he was freed up of his workman-like... Role he struggled to get back to it later because he kind of got more of an ego of how he wanted to play. Do you think Özil might be in a similar situation? Perhaps? I think Özil
1: definitely has an ego on him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think all the top players do. I think Özil maybe has more of an ego than he has the right to uh, asking for three hundred and fifty grand a week while he's not even in the starting team. Is uh, I'll, he's got confidence I'll give him that <laughs> <laughs> um, Look we know he can be A fantastic player When he shows up But we also know That quite often He doesn't show up Is an incredibly Frustrating player To watch And I saw someone Earlier today Ask the question Pound for pound Who's been a better Signing for Arsenal Was Ozil Or Cazorla I thought that was A baffling question Because I I would say Even regardless Of their fees I would say Cazorla's been yeah. 100 mm. miles yeah. better
0: You know just effective. Effectiveness is is kind of what we're talking about, I guess. O- As always, I think I said on Twitter. He's he's not the engine; he's the gear shift. And if the rest of the car isn't kind of going along, then you're not going to get that kind of impact you want from a player that's costing ridiculous amounts of money. Yeah. He's still the club record signing before, like I said, wasn't he? Yes, yes. He yeah. Is. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah he, he's not. I don't think he's justified the the forty two and a half that mm. they spent on him uh, for that kind of money at the time when that signing was made. Even now, um, you'd be expecting someone who's gonna push you on to the next level. Yeah. And he really hasn't done that. He has been kind of
0: it was it, it almost felt a little bit like a branding exercise in the way as in like, look, we can get this kind of player now. Don't worry too much about I, what he will deliver. I remember
1: like, what so. happened, I remember being so excited about mm-hmm. it. It was the first like it was the end of austerity for Arsenal. Yeah. You know, it was this big sea change, it was the moment that the new Emirates era can fully begin mm. and it just hasn't worked you know he's, he's been poor he's been really poor I think over those years he's had some really brilliant moments and he's had some really brilliant performances but I think that only makes the stuff that he does badly even worse
0: mm. we have had another question for you from Alex Tricca who asks who's better Juan Mata or Mesut Ozil and just, just to add to that we've talked about his ineffectiveness and all the rest of it but he was quite an effective player for Mourinho at Real Madrid wasn't he?
2: He was but I think Mata carries more of a goal threat than Ozil does um, they're both equally as creative Meza Ozil was probably a bit more flashy I suppose in a way he, he kind of he stands out more than Matter. Matter's a bit more of a worker, I think, mm. especially since he's come back to Manchester United. Obviously, that was one of the reasons that he left Chelsea first wasn't it? He didn't do his fair share of yeah. defending, but I think he almost oh, those it. wonderful David Moyes years when he was first with Van Gaal. I think he, he has just, he's a lot, a lot harder worker. So if if I had to choose between the two, I'd have Matter in my team. I would well,
1: probably still go with Ozil. Um, I think
0: he just edges it,
2: mm. you know. I think it depends on the system.
0: I think that, that's the yeah. thing.
1: Yeah, that's quite important with both of those players. Um, I don't know. Ozil, just for me, hasn't justified the hype and he hasn't justified the, the problem that he's been over the past four years and particularly over the last few months.
0: Fair enough. We're going to move on to another Arsenal question now from Mr Walker Porter who asks, should Giroud be starting for Arsenal after that goal no. in no. Belgrade? No. Well, let me finish the question. I mean, come on. Um, lots of hype for Wilshire. Um, he was involved as well on an anniversary of his amazing goal against Norwich as well, which Giroud was involved with. Um, yeah, you don't think there's a case for Giroud to come in and allow players like Wilshire to play off him in this kind of like sophisticated target man role that he's meant to be so good at?
1: He can do that against Red Star Belgrade.
0: Uh, you but, mean former European Cup winners, Red Star Belgrade?
1: Yeah, as they keep uh, reminding
0: us. Um. <laughs> do, do they? <laughs> <laughs> How much contact have you had with these guys? Uh, just,
1: just every time it was brought up, because you know, BT are trying to hype up the game that they they can't say watch a lot of Arsenal youngsters and guys whose num- shirt numbers are in the sixties. So they talk about the former European Cup winners. Um, look Giroud Drew, a good player And I think he gets A tough time of things At mm. Arsenal sometimes mm. um, But I also think That Arsenal fans Are Maybe the most Reactionary fan base In the Premier League And I can't wait To be a
0: For saying that <laughs> uh, By reaction <laughs> To prove fans. your point Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Look Oh that Bay back. You can hear them yeah, yeah. You can hear
1: them uh, Look Giroud's Drew, a very good player He's very talented mm but,
0: I mean we talk about Everton and what they were lacking there was a lot of talk he could have gone there he would have, mm. he would have actually made them into contenders probably yeah
1: no he, he would have been a great signing for them um, look I, I've said it before and I'll say it again I think Drew is best when he comes on with 20 minutes to go when everyone's tired and he can get a bit physical with them um, as for Wilshire, calm down let him just play and let him come back uh, don't declare him Arsenal's saviour like we have done every well, time. The well, mere
2: the mere mortal. they can't do a thing that mere mortals oh yeah, do from course. Keine.
0: Oh <laughs> Lord. But when you talk about Arsenal's saviour, we've had a question on whether Jack Wilshire could still be England's saviour. George Ellick asks, Winks or Wilshire, is the new England star going to be the player that Arsenal fans thought Jack Wilshire was going to be?
1: Uh no, because they're two different players. <laughs> I I don't mean that in like a very liberal <laughs> <Yeah, yeah>. sense. <laughs> I mean that in they they have very different styles of play Um, I saw lots of people lots of Spurs fans talking on Tuesday night about Winks playing at the Bernabeu and how incredible it was and how you know dragging Wilshire into it and saying you know it was
0: compare and contrast
1: yeah comparing him to Wilshire against Barcelona in 2011 Mm. and ridiculous for two reasons first of all the Wilshire performance was a million miles better uh, he ran that game Winks did not run that game played played very well mm, I'm
0: um, I, hmm. I do
1: not I do not think that he was the man on the night
0: I think he was very good I don't know I, I, I was so impressed by him because he See, this is going to go into stupid comparisons now. But if we're going to do the whole kind of like oh the English English Javi thing, I think that Wilshere against Barcelona, that's more of that kind of Iniesta type performance where you get on the boy drive it forward. Winks was sitting back and he was basically like the pivot man. He was mm. he was like guarding defense and everything. So he, he, if we we're going to do anything, he would hit, that was the Javi performance for me from Winks, at the at the burner kind of doing doing almost like the modric type things that Modric does for Real Madrid. So yeah, um, I agree. What He wasn't as maybe um, exciting going forward in the Wilshire sense, but I just thought he was so intelligent how he kind of marshaled the game from um, the back.
1: But but that's what I mean when I say that they're different players. Mm. Um, I don't think Wilshire has that in him. I don't think he ever will, because he's, what, 25, 26 now? Mm. And he hasn't hit that moment. I don't think that's something that's going to just click for him now. Mm. He's always been very... Head first and very kind of. He, he's not someone who will kind of set up his other teammates. He always wants to do it himself. It's kind of, you know, a watered down version of Stephen Gerrard, essentially. <laughs> um,
0: but with Catalan skills.
1: Yeah. More technical, technically savvy Gerrard, let's say.
0: Oh, I can hear another bay mob. We've got three now <laughs> converging on the room.
1: <laughs> no, but look. <laughs> Winks is a very talented player and he can be really good and it's very exciting to see what he can do with Pochettino because he's at the perfect mm. club for him. Mm, absolutely. Really is.
0: But could this be London's gift to the England national team a midfield of Winks and Wilshire Sam? Was that was that a it, was that a four or was that frustrations? I don't sorry?
2: know it, it's I'd love it to be. Um I think that would be great but I'm still always going to be worried about Wilshere's injury record the amount of games he's played Um, I think it could be definitely the future though for sure for sure Um, this upcoming World Cup next year may be too soon but you say the next Euros I I don't see why not did
1: England lose at all in their qualifying?
2: Um, No no, I don't think,
1: no. Yeah. Uh, so you qualify for the World Cup. You didn't lose a game. And yet we're here discussing if the starting midfield should be two players who didn't feature in <laughs> any of the games. Like not even a minute in them.
0: Yeah, but Jordan you Henderson. Know. Come on. Come on. That's what we're here for. For speculation and football chat. I just no, I, I just think like England buddy. <laughs> Cool, we haven't got Jeff Hendricks, so... Yeah, you know.
1: no, appreciate what you got, because <laughs> we're going to lose to Denmark when Christian Eriksen puts a ball perfectly onto Nicholas Bender's head, for God's sake. You sound <laughs> like you're not going to enjoy that? No, because I'm Irish.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, but sticking on Spurs, um, they're in action against Liverpool, the team off Jordan Henderson, mm-hmm. England's Lionheart, um, on Sunday. They're going to host them at Wembley. And there's a few injury problems for them as well, as there are many teams from London this weekend. Dembele's out when Yama's out. Um, as you said, they played Real Madrid at the Burnabout midweek, secured a hard-earned one all draw. Will we see any ideas from that game carried over into this match against Liverpool at Wembley? Will Poch go for two up front with Lorente and Kane again, do we think? Or is there going to be a, a change? Bring Deli Ali back into the team.
1: I would be surprised if he went two up front just because they're at home. Mm. Um, but... You know their away record has been so good recently that maybe they should start acting like they're playing away more often. You know,
0: <laughs> I mean they technically are playing yeah. away all season. Yeah, they so. It
1: doesn't feel like home for them yet. Um, they played very well. You, there's an argument to make to not change anything really. Mm. Uh, Madrid only scored because it was a penalty, which you know it was an absolutely was a penalty. Um, but it's just a moment of madness really that that cost them. Uh, so I wouldn't change too much. Davies might be back. Um, Rose definitely won't start. Uh, Lamella might be back next week, which is interesting.
0: But only for the bench, I believe.
1: Yeah, uh, they're hoping to have him on the bench against West Ham in
0: the Carabao Cup. Mm. Uh, which that that'll be interesting to see how he slots into the team. Yeah, and what kind of player he is now? Because he's you often find when players have long term injuries they come back as changed in some way, don't they? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. like um, you it sounds really stupid but if you have like a leg injury and you can't run for a while you're going to lose some pace mm. um, so it'll be interesting to see what how he actually is now um, but yeah I think Spurs are in a very good situation where they're trying to fit as many players into that team as they can rather than scrambling around to seeing who they can bring in like Chelsea
2: are
1: mm. Um so I've been impressed by Sissoko this season. I was just yeah. going to
2: mention his name, yeah, because if you think about bringing Deli Ali back in, well, last season would have been a no-brainer. This season, maybe it's not so much of a no-brainer um, because of the form of Moussa Sissoko. I, mean, I don't think anyone would have thought that start of the season. Mm. Um, he, he's almost being that kind of midfielder that people
0: were thinking Ross Barkley could have been mm. for them, getting in there, winning the individual battles, having a bit more drive in
2: midfield. Mm. I can't see him sticking with the two up top. Yeah. personally uh, because really just did that to match up with Madrid mm. um, and obviously it was very effective it worked brilliantly uh, I just can't I can't see Llorente starting this weekend I think he's got his Premier League system set up the way that he wants to play in the Premier League uh, and I just think he would have revert to type because he knows it's good enough mm. as well Do you think it's good enough to beat Liverpool? Liverpool
0: are a bit of a funny team at the moment they went and beat Maribor 7-0 in the Champions League G- Champions, Champions League <laughs> In midweek, um, I did. I did. I tried to add a little bit of an accent to my <laughs> pronunciation. Um, Where is that? I mean, they're in in the league, in the Premier League, they've kind of been struggling to hit a barn door, they're and they've got all these great attackers as well. And they're they?
2: wildly inconsistent. Liverpool, you just don't know who's going to turn up. Mm. Um, Who are you um, backing for this one? Though? Spurs. Yeah. Even that's at Wembley, but I think I think Liverpool without Mane in those kind of big games, I just think they're dead. they're missing so much when he's not in that team. Uh I'm back in Spurs in this one. Um, on a high still from... Admittedly, it was only a draw in midweek, yeah. but it's still a very positive result for them on a high. And it's the kind of result... It's the kind of game that will help them get really set, settled. I mean, I know they won't be there for very long, but settled at Wembley as well. It's, the big fixtures, obviously, was Chelsea was on the opening day, wasn't it? The Chelsea one.
0: It was their first home game. It was their first home, their game. First home yeah.
2: game, yeah. Um, Liverpool at home is the kind of game... if they pick up If they pick up three points then those, those questions might start just mm. drifting away a little bit as to, all oh, the Wembley curse and everything mm. like that. Okay, if you're a good performance against a good side, and they are a good side, Liverpool, despite how inconsistent they are. They are a good side. Yeah. Um, and I think it might just be say, something that will help them really settle into life temporarily.
0: I mean, Wembley. you do look at the size of the Wembley pitch, and you look at how Liverpool play with their high line, they want to get quite aggressive. This, actually, Wembley could play in Spurs' hands this weekend. Yeah.
1: Um, I think if Davies is fit, he'll go to the back back three because uh, that just gives you that extra protection mm. um, and someone like and Sanchez will be interesting to see how he performs yeah because he'll
0: be able to chase down Mo Salah yeah he's got the speed
1: uh, just whether or not he has the kind of the, the know-how because uh, he's got two of the most experienced defenders mm. in the Premier League beside him so it'll, it'll, this will be a big game for Sanchez uh, to kind of justify his price tag so And he played well in midweek, to be fair to him. He's a good player. Very good in midweek. He's He's a a very good player. He's a very good player. Um, But, yeah, I think if Spurs lose this game, that'll be too... The big games at home this season, and that's when the season starts to get away from you.
0: Yeah, and that's exactly the opposite of what happened last season when they finished second, and you want to yeah. build on what they
2: did rather than. I just, I just fancy Harry Kane up against Joel Matip or yeah. Dejan Lovren yeah. or, 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 or I just thought I'd take Harry Kane to win that battle over there. They'll draw. Or I think we've all called us. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Before we finish, I've probably got a couple more questions. Say couple, three, which is more than a couple, it's three. Uh, Andrew Gaffney asks Do you think any of the London clubs can break the Manchester side's early dominance? In the Premier League title race, and if so, which ones? Crystal Palace have got a long way to go up in the Kev?
1: Ah, uh, yeah, but you're back, Roy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think the only one who could possibly do it is Spurs. Uh, Arsenal aren't good enough. Chelsea aren't deep enough. West Ham, God love them. <laughs> <laughs> just
2: don't even. Just, just, just stop. Just stop.
1: <laughs> and I think Palace have left themselves too much to
0: do. Mm, mm. uh, while well,
1: they're trying to get a golf score this year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they just want to not be the new Derby County. Yeah. Uh, I was looking back at that season. That's ridiculous, by the way.
0: We talk about banter eras. That was a banter era. And I don't think it's quite been topped, in a way.
1: No. Um,
0: For those who don't know, just, just Twitter search banter era. I'm not just talking about oh, no, silly really things. Not. It's it's a thing. <laughs> it's, it's a, a meme. Claim. It's the a known.
1: brilliant. We, we need to discuss the Arsenal banter era, actually, after this.
0: Um, or maybe on another pod.
1: On another podcast maybe, but we're running out of time.
0: We are running out of time. Um, so just moving on now, uh, this is more of a philosophical question, so it's something we might have to come back to. But just generally, scouted football want us to talk about whether London clubs should promote youth coaches like some of the other leagues are doing. Um, I think the Bundesliga is, is becoming well known for pushing through these young managers to go and do amazing things. Um uh, Thomas Tuchel's one. won um, I've completely escaped the, m- his name now um, the guy at Hoffenheim Ah Julian Nagelsmann, Nagelsmann. Yeah. that's the man and um, Schalke has got a new coach he's a very young man as well well in the, coaching terms there's also
1: another one who came through his youth system of Pep Guardiola yeah yeah. Um, but what you've got to remember is that these teams all have a B team playing in a, in a lower league mm. it's way easier mm. way easier to promote someone who is actually managing a top team like that like Zidane yeah, came up through Real Madrid.
0: <laughs> he was actually rubbish in Real Madrid B team. As well. the KS2, the KS2 team <laughs> yeah, the team, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> he was a bit moisy about it, but we won't go into that now.
1: Yeah, because <laughs> basically Zidane's thing is that he goes to the best players in the world. Shut up, I'm Zidane. Yeah, and they go, okay. Um,
0: Good point. Well made.
1: Yeah, but he he wouldn't be able to do it at Bournemouth because. You'd actually have to compensate for their lack of
0: skill. I always remember that um, one of Glenn Hoddle's jobs in management. He went in and basically just outskilled all the players in the squad, almost as a way to be like, "I'm really good. You can trust me." And instead, it just ruined the confidence of every single <laughs> member of the squad. And he was sacked soon after. So yeah, maybe that is it. Zidane's like a kind of a Formula One driver. You got the right car, it's all good. You stick him in a on a mini motor, and it's just no, nah, it's not going to happen, I is know. it? So.
1: But, um, but in terms of promoting youth coaches it's very difficult to do um, that's why City have acquired all these other clubs so mm. that they can put Vieira in New York and see how he does uh, I it's, think
2: it's such a risk I think I, I for, don't, for Premier League clubs mm. as well I don't, I don't
1: think he can go directly from coaching the under-23s to the senior team mm. I mean in, some some, in of Premier tr- some have tried as well um, mm.
0: the, the former Manchester United um, reserves manager he went to Wigan didn't he that didn't really More end jo- uh, Joyce yeah, yeah yeah. and Terry Wesley's getting a bit of praise as well for West Ham isn't he at the moment he
2: is and if Savon Village were ever to leave if there's going to be a temporary manager it would be him mm. um as I said, the, the money's on offer in the Premier League and what it means keeping teams in the Premier League and even in the Championship, how competitive the Championship is. TV deals are for money they get in a Championship. Uh, teams are just unwilling, I think, to risk putting everything on the line for a rookie. Yeah, They'd rather just get a, an established name in... Uh, be it if they don't know the club or whatever um, so I, th- I think that's why we don't see so many youth coaches coming, coming through so into
1: basically is this question just give a gigsy till the end of the season <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> I guess it might be I guess it might be very last question to players out uh, Thibaut Hackey wants to hear one suitable January signing for each one of London's Premier League clubs Ooh,
1: that's a good it's, good it's one.
0: a good one it's a, it's a humdinger I'm going to go first I'm not saying this is this is likely but Hatton Ben Arthur wants out of PSG Crystal Palace. It, it just, it just, it sings to me. He's a winger. He's got all these kind of like you know a bit changeable in his form, but on his day he can be great. I think he's you know he could slot right uh, in there.
1: Is that not the only position where Palace are set? Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: but that's why it's so great. You know, he's basically like another punch in as well. Just have them all. <laughs> Fair enough. We'll find a third wing for them. It'll be fine.
1: Um, I would say for Palace, one who's actually realistic uh, might be Adrian.
0: Mm. From, yeah,
1: from West Ham he wants out they Palace don't seem to know who their best goalkeeper is mm. Adrian's not a bad keeper could go in and do a job
0: there any, any shout for West Ham's signing of uh, January
2: who they should sign yeah Oof. I still think they need to sign a striker William
1: Carvalho um, I He's going to Juventus
2: apparently now. I think that no, I think that horse has run. Um, mm. They need another striker because now Sacco is out injured again. Andy Carroll, we just say we don't know what his um, yeah. what his injury status is like. Um, another striker who? Oh God! <laughs> I'm a big fan of is, is Cedric Bacambu still at Villarreal? Yeah. Did he move? I think they yep. were linked with him. I think last summer um, didn't come off. It was kind of a bit of a spurious one. But mm. um, like from what I've seen of him. I think he could do a good job. Yeah, he's still there uh, at West Ham. I think he'd be a very good signing, and he wouldn't cost that much either. Um, I think for for the Hammers, you can cut. You can be any any. They'll, they'll take they'll, if they can bring any new faces in, they'll they'll, they'll take it. I think the fans
1: it's, Uh seven goals in seven La Liga games this season.
2: You can really tell Kev's on with a laptop in front of him, can't yeah. you? <laughs>
1: and one
0: for Arsenal, just because of his heroics in the Europa League. Everyone saying, Oh, he looks like an Arsenal player. Uh, Nabil Fakir,
1: yeah, I'm I really honestly haven't seen much of him. Uh, so I
0: couldn't possibly comment. He's, he's very skillful. of moments. If you're going to replace Alexis Sanchez and Meza Urza with a, a cheaper version, who's not too much of a downgrade, he could be the man. He could be the man.
1: I don't want another skillful player at Arsenal. I want someone who's going to kick someone in the head.
0: Hey, everybody, Martin Kion's here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I, 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 I think Kolasinac was a great signing, and I want mm. someone like that who...
0: So Lee the one that has some
2: cojones about him. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. oh, yeah absolutely. Um, bring Roy Keane out of retirement, I say. Uh, no, it's honestly Liam it, Miller. It, it is kind of a, like it's a it's a bit of a joke, but like that Arsenal team just doesn't have like any sort of mental strength or mm. any bottle about them. When Troy Deeney's bantering you off, you know. <laughs> And and the worst part was He said that And Per Mertesacker Comes out and says Yeah they wanted it More than us You haven't started A league game Since the 90s You're the captain <laughs> And you're the club captain you're like Yeah I guess we didn't try <laughs> How is that How is that a thing So basically You need to sign Sean Dyche Oh god I, I honestly couldn't <laughs> If if we had to cover Sean Dyche And I had to go To his press conference I'd just be constantly Offering him water
0: no, he's so funny, though. He's, he I, I is, really enjoy his he best conferences. He is very funny.
2: He's no, he, very no he, is,
1: he, is, he is quite funny, and he, he is a good manager in fairness too. Um, so we're saying
0: Arsenal's January signing is Sean Dyche. Sean Dyche as Incredible. assistant
1: manager, because I don't think Wenger's gone anywhere.
0: No. We could we could just tell Wenger he's still doing the job, but actually Sean's just doing it. Just, actually, just,
1: yeah. uh, that's probably one our savants would like to
0: see is Ancelotti. Oh, wow, yeah. Mm. Although I'm not really convinced that that's going to fix any of the problems. He just kind of manages things as they are, not I, I don't think so either. Lovely man. Loves his pasta. If, uh, if you ever want to actually watch a video, I think Bayern Munich, when he first joined, did like a cooking show with him and he oh yeah, yeah, yeah a bit of yeah, garlic. Yeah. It's fantastic. Um, but before we run out of time, because we are running out of time, Spurs. Who are Spurs going to sign? Who should they sign? Uh, Ross
1: Barkley? No.
0: <laughs> no, I don't think they should sign Ross Barkley.
1: I don't get the whole Barkley thing. I really don't.
0: That's for another podcast another time. We just need one name.
1: One name. One single name. Yeah. And I'll give it to you now. It's going to be <laughs> someone who I think of
2: in my head.
0: Uh, oh, that guy.
1: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know the guy. You know the one. Actually, I think they're pretty
0: well set. Yeah. Um, It's really hard to think of Spurs players to sign because... They just need to replace Dembele, because it, it sounds like he is just crocked. He is, as as you would say. Yeah. Manjama's... Banjax. Banjax. Banjax, yeah. yeah. Um, Mateo Kovacic, there you go. Job the, done. Not going to
1: get him, but... There you are. Bring, bring back Modric. Yeah. He's not bad, is he? It's
2: really tough to think of on the Spurs, because their squad's... you basically got to sell really someone. ...pretty good. Yeah, they've got to get rid mm-hmm. before they bring something. But
0: we're, we're assuming, in this little scenario, that Dembele's gone full on Kozola now, so you're just going to have to pretend he's not going to be reliable.
1: Yeah, but you what you've got to do is... To bring someone in, you've got to sell them on the idea that hey, you probably aren't going to start. You need to really
0: earn your place. So what we're saying is the January signing is already there, and it's Josh Onomor. Yeah, (laughs) Harry, Harry, Harry Winks. He's already in the team, isn't he? He's uh... yeah, but he's justified it. Yeah, true, true, true. Um, That leaves us with Chelsea, Chelsea, Chelsea. Ross Barkley. I'm just going to keep saying Ross Barkley. Uh, Someone's hit Ross Barkley <laughs>
2: they, they need another striker they absolutely need another yeah. striker
1: um, people are talking about Balotelli. I don't think that'll be happening it be so expensive mid-season
2: it'll be well. so
0: good though he is He is honestly if you want to find someone to replace Diego Costa life, like he is the man he's mm. like the most tenacious little striker going he's not even little I don't even, use, I don't even know why well, I called him little because he's like 5'11 but he will get at you and he'll get
2: goals but he's not going to sit on the bench they were obviously no. chasing Llorente weren't they in, yeah. the, in the summer what he, about he, someone he, like Mandzukic yeah
0: well, he's, he's playing for each Every week For Juventus mm. as well Isn't he That's the thing I mean Ben Benteké, eh? Ben Teke
2: eh? Giroud <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
0: That's never Gonna happen um, So what we're saying Is they need the target man But we just don't know Which one We don't know which one At the moment
1: Yeah well we the, one. It's almost like It's hard to find A good striker It's almost like I do, I do hear that
0: spend millions <laughs> Trying to figure it out <laughs> But anyway That's all we've got time for on uh, this our first um, I guess pilot episode of the uh, football.london weekly podcast which we haven't given another name yet so we'll just quote that from now on uh, tell us what you think about the podcast uh, tweet us at football underscore l d n that's London but, but short um yeah, a little bit more hype. A little bit more hip. So yeah, let us know what you think. Um, we've also put out a little ed- editorial yesterday um, telling you how you can write for London. So get on there. There's a pitching guidelines galore. Um, we want to hear the best untold stories in London and then publish them to the world. So do go on there, have a look. Um, check out all our lovely work. Follow Sam on Twitter
2: at... Sam underscore Incasole I will have to spell that out when I say so it. I n k e r s o l e u n t m at the end. So in the capitals as well. They have a blue tick next to it. I'm verified there and everything. We <laughs> there we go. Kev Byrne.
0: How can we find you on Twitter? Uh, it's
2: easy.
1: Kev Byrne. There we go. any
0: Beautiful. And I'm Greg Ian Johnson, not Greg and Johnson. Greg Ian isn't one word. People get this confused. But you'll find me on Twitter and you can send insults there. Um, Thank you for joining us. We'll be back next week with another podcast. See you then.